Hey, everyone. Hi. So to follow up on what we were talking last week, all about religion. By the way, so many people like that video, that um, podcast episode. Really? Yes. I've got like a lot of good feedbacks. People were not expecting that of us. What do you mean? I don't know. We literally said in our intro episode that we were going to talk a bit of our religion. Yes, I know. But people were, especially for me, people were a bit shocked that I was this religious. Huh. Well, never judge. Okay? Don't judge. A book by its cover. But today we're going to continue on this... um, On this path. And we're going to talk about Ramadan exactly so stay tuned my name is Sophia and I'm Mirna and you're listening to the Tea Lounge podcast so quick easy question for you what is Ramadan for our non-muslim followers and listeners Well, it's a holy month in which um, we don't eat or drink water from a bit before sunrise till sunset. Um, It's also a month in which we do a lot of prayers, really focusing on our connection with God Yes, to become more God conscious. Yeah. Um, so if you guys don't know, Islam follows a lunar calendar. Yes. Um, which means uh, our days are a bit, uh, our months are a bit shorter and our days are always moving from year to year. So we're never fasting um, the at same. the same time. Yeah. So every year Ramadan starts 10 days before 10 days earlier. Yeah, before the, yeah, exactly, before the last year. And it usually starts when the the, the moon comes out. So basically, um, it could be tonight or it could be tomorrow night. Mm-hmm. Uh, whoever you follow, I know this is uh, always such a debate. debate. <laughs> But so whenever that whenever we see that the the, the moon is out out, that's when we start fasting, and like you said, so from the sunrise to the sundown, and um, yeah, well, a bit before the sunrise because Fajr is not exactly when the sun rises. It's the first few lights. Yeah, but we never see it because we're yeah. in the city technically, yeah. but we have to stop eating exactly. before that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, interesting fact, it's a very important month. Mm-hmm. A bit more practicing, I mean. Yeah. I think. It's usually the month that people, Muslims around the world, make the most effort into following what God has asked us to do. Yeah. So you will see a lot of uh, people that were not praying, that are going to pray, pray during um, Ramadan. Um, also, some girls are start wearing the headscarf during Ramadan. Um so there's a lot of things like you can do basically on those uh, 30 days or 29 days. 29 days. You really make a big effort to not do what uh, God ha- has forbidden and to do more of good actions and more of um, things that God has asked you to do. <laughs> 
It's all about patience and gratitude as well. Yeah. Um, can we talk about uh, our experience with uh, Ramadan? Yeah, okay. I, I can start if you'd like. Yes, go ahead. So I started fasting when I was six. And no, the days were very, very short. It was in winter. So I would wake up before school, not before Fajr. So I would, you know, like before school, we, uh, my mom would give me breakfast. I would go to school and then come back home at 2, 3, 8, 3 p.m. and then just eat regularly, you know. And I wouldn't do the whole month, obviously. Uh, but it was nice. It was fun because in my head I was, I was doing like mom and dad, you know. Mm -hmm. Uh, that's how I learned, and eventually we started. I started uh, fasting the days more and more, and doing it in a proper way. So yeah, that's how I started. What about you? Um, well, me, I started when I was five, six years old as well, mm -hmm. and I started because my mom started fasting as well. Um, so I wanted to be like my mom and do what she was doing. Um, the aftermath of all of that, I realized that I was probably a huge cause of stress for her. Why? Well, her kid is not eating. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I think she would have preferred, preferred for me to eat at that age rather than fast. Yeah, it makes sense. <laughs> but... <laughs> But in my head, I was like helpful. I was like being trying to be um, to, encouraging, to, help, to, encouraging yeah. to her. So that's how I started. But I like I was I was struggling, and I remember my grandpa used to. He came to me at one one time, and he was like, "Okay, I'm gonna tell you a secret. You shouldn't like you haven't you shouldn't say that to anyone. It's just between you, me, and God." But every adult in behind closed doors would drink one glass of water and eat three dates, like without saying to nothing when they like really feel bad and like they don't, they can't handle it anymore. They'll just go and like hide and eat like one date and like drink a bit of water. So that's why you, that's so, how he convinced you to eat. Yes. <laughs> yes. That's cute. So I would hide like in my, my drawer, my drawer, I would have like a glass of uh, water and like I have three dates, but I was like smart. I was a smart kid. I was like, okay, if I can only have three dates, I'm going to cut the dates in half and I would eat like <laughs> every few hours. <laughs> that way it's going to like hold, it's going to help me hold on throughout the day because it was in Morocco and like we It was like a long day. And um Oh yeah, true. Here and, the Maghrib was at four yeah. when I was fasting. But and then I would also like instead of like drinking the whole glass of water, I would drink like a sip every few times <laughs> when I was thirsty. <laughs> Smart. So that's how I did the first year. And then I had older cousins and they were about to start doing the Ramadan. And I started before them, even though I was younger, but they struggled. And then I came to them at some point and I told them the secret <laughs> the year after. <laughs> they looked at me like I was crazy. They were like, um, no, that's not how it works. <laughs> no one is drinking nothing. <laughs> Who told you that? I was like, no, grandpa told me. Like, what are you, do you mean? Like, he wouldn't lie to me. And yeah, so yeah, he lied to me. <laughs> so realistically, at six years old, that's when I actually really started doing the full-on Ramadan because I looked at him and I was like, oh, 
you lied to me. It didn't count last year. So my mom was doing Ramadan all by herself without <laughs> me. Wrong. This is wrong from you. But so yeah, six years old, I started doing Ramadan. And like I, I said it in the, the last podcast, um, when we came to Canada, it was a bit more of a struggle. So the days that I wasn't able to fast when I was when I was in school, I would fast them later on. Yeah. As I would do now for the days that I miss during the month, I would just fast them later on. That's what I did when I was in elementary school because teachers were very oblivious of other religions. Well, now it's becoming more honestly, okay, because me, I went to a Muslim school, so I didn't have that struggle. Um, but when I taught in an elementary school for one year, um, you know, teachers knew about Ramadan and everything, but they wouldn't always agree with it, you know? And for them in in their heads, they're like, oh my God, but it's a child or whatever. But I mean, no kid is going to die for not eating like eight hours. I don't think children fast the whole day especially in the summer because it's almost 20 hours you know i remember for example for my brothers uh it was during the summer Mm -hmm. so for them it would be too complicated so when we would wake up at uh you know seven before going to school they would have a breakfast then not eat or drink the whole day they would come back home around three four and then that's when they would break their fast Mm -hmm. that's how we Uh, my parents eased them into Ramadan, you know? So maybe other parents do that. Yeah, I remember the way my brother was eased up to it is um, fast, let's say, the morning. Yeah. And then at first it was from Fajr to 12 and then 12, whatever they can he can eat because it was also during summer. Yeah, summer is so very complicated very to start. Hard. Yeah. Um, and then some days he would do the afternoon until Maghrib. Yeah. And during the weekend, he will try to do the whole day. Oh, that's good. Okay. Um, But my brother is like a foodie and he loves to eat. So it was really hard for him. It was really hard for him. It wasn't as hard for me because food for me is not necessarily the hardest part of Ramadan or life in general. Like I eat food to have energy for my day, not because I love food and I need food. Mm-hmm. I need it for the energy. Yeah. But people, some people really love food and they're like, food is like a big part of their day. Well, I love food and food is big, is a big part of my day, but it's not as bad. I mean, maybe some days are harder than the others, especially if I don't wake up for sahur, mm-hmm. which is like the breakfast before starting your fast. At Fajr. Before Fajr. Yeah. You stop eating at Fajr. Yeah. But the, yes. Yeah. Um, and the hardest part I, I find for myself is the drinking water, especially when you teach, you talk a lot. And at the end of the day, you're like, your, your, your mouth is so dry and you just want to die. You know, <laughs> it's really that for me, it's the sleep. I'm so oh. sleep deprived. I can't function properly. Yeah. Because we have to wake up at three to especially, eat. Especially because we just finished the the like summer phase when yeah. it's long. now it's gonna be like our hardest like the and quote unquote um our last year really to because next year i think we're gonna start before changing the yeah. daylight saving yes so it's gonna be easier yeah 
So we're getting to the easier part. But even now, it's like so much easier than it was uh, yeah, back Yeah, but in... still, you know, let's, you still wake up around four to yeah. eat. Mm-hmm. And then you have to go to work. Or if you're brave enough, mm-hmm. you sleep a bit and mm-hmm. then you go to work. Yeah. And then you come back from work. You may take uh, a nap, but you have to prepare the food for mm-hmm. for the dinner. You know. Yeah. So for me, that's like the hardest, and yeah, especially it is hard. It even like if, for example, if I want to go to the mosque, even for Taraweh. Taraweh, it's so long, and what I have to tarawih? come. So Taraweh is basically the nightly prayers. Um, that you do during the month of Ramadan. Like on an everyday basis, Muslims pray five times a day. The last prayer, which is the Isha prayer, you have to pray that. And then after the Isha, you have a series of a few prayers that you do with the Imam. And um, and basically the goal is to go through the whole Quran. So they separate the Quran through all the days that of Ramadan and they read a different part for each prayer. And Muhammad وسلم, has rep- reportedly said that whoever stands with the Imam for the Taraweeh prayer until he finishes, it is equivalent to spending the whole night in prayer. Yeah. So that's why it's very beneficial to do it. You can uh, do it's you can do it at home if you can't get to the mosque, but doing it in uh, in within the community with other people with you it's a lot more beneficial for you mm-hmm. which is why you should go to the mosque and pray if you can but because of that like i like we were saying um during summertime if you finish work you finish work like at four or five and then you have to wait until nine in, until nine to eat to eat and then to make those prayers it's like 10 11 it's 11. Aisha is at 11. So, Taraweeh won't start before midnight. Exactly. And then you have to wake up again at 3 to eat. So you don't sleep. <laughs> so you don't sleep. Exactly. <laughs> it's so hard. And now I'm like really excited because it's getting shorter and shorter. And this year, I'm actually very happy because I, I think I'll be able to, to go to, uh, to the mosque and do it because the years before, it was not possible. It is very complicated. You may do like a few on your own at night mm-hmm. before sleep. But that's it. Because even here where we live, going to the mosque is like taking the car, drive for like 20 minutes and then go to the mosque and then find your place, etc. It's not like in our uh, countries where you have a mosque right in front of your house. Yeah. You know? So it's very complicated. But yeah, I struggle a lot with sleep. I don't care about the food. I don't care about the, the water. But the sleep it is, is deadly. Yeah. For people, I don't, I don't relate to that. But people who smoke and drink a lot of ca- caffeine, oh. that's hard for them. Yeah, my parents, my 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 dad always tells me the hardest. I just want to smoke. I want to eat and have my smoke. And I'm like, ew. My yeah, even my dad. My dad also is a smoker, and the attitude he will give me, <laughs> all, like throughout the month, when the month of Ramadan comes, I know the attitude is coming because he needs the the the, the nicotine. He needs the the he needs his cigarettes but that's not good by the way even if you don't have it you have to be polite and nice and definitely uh, it is not a good thing to do it especially in the ramadan yeah um for caffeine i would say before when i was obsessed with coffee that i used to drink five 
to maybe eight Crazy. cups of coffee Crazy. during the day. No, now I only drink one if I remember. Uh, sometimes I completely forget and I don't drink it. Actually, it would be my first Ramadan without eight cups of coffee. So I, I'll let you know how it feels. But yes, not being able to have your coffee in the morning is very, very, very hard. Mm-hmm. You're so grumpy and not good. <laughs> so I don't know how it will happen to me this year, but we'll see. Yeah. Do you have any interesting facts about Ramadan? Well, interesting facts. I would say, okay, so I think the first time that, I, um, that I've done Ramadan in a non-Muslim environment, if I say it, like I said, I've been to a Muslim school. The first question when someone saw me eat was, wait, Ramadan is finished? I, th- I thought you started last week. I was like, well... <laughs> well 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 (laughs) i am a woman (laughs) so i get to have a break because of biology yes (laughs) so it was pretty shocking to a lot of people because they all they all thought that so yeah so that that's like um also something that like everyone should know actually is that not everyone has to do ramadan the whole 29 30 days yeah and there is some circumstances that allows you not to fast mm-hmm. or break your fast or if you are fasting. Yes. So, for example, if you're pregnant and you're not able to fast, you don't have to fast. Well, I, um, you shouldn't. I don't think it's recommended anyway. There's some people who can. If you can do it, you should do it. But if you feel like you can't, don't do it. You're okay. allowed to. And people who, who has to take uh, medication, prescribed medication, for example, people who have diabetes, um, or any kind of, uh, let's say you are on dialysis, you can't fast anymore. Um, mm-hmm. whatever illness that you have, if fasting makes you sicker, yeah, you shouldn't be fasting. Exactly. Um, true. And then also for, um, woman, the, the uh, a woman is not, al- is not allowed to fast during her cycle. Yeah. When she's menstruating. Exactly. You can say it. It's okay. Exactly. <laughs> because that word is very taboo in Arab culture. So it's uh, it's very funny. to We can talk about that at some point. But yeah. yeah. Um, also a woman who breastfeeds. Yeah. Also. So there is a lot of moments. It can, there, there could be a lot of events that uh, doesn't let, doesn't allow you to fast. And it's fine. Yeah. You don't have to hide to eat. Definitely <laughs> not. You don't have to give excuses. Yeah, I remember when I was super young, well, super young, when I first started menstruating. And, you know, my brothers were extremely young, so they don't they don't understand what menstruation was. So I would hide, you know, or or um, when we, we used to go to the mall and I could eat, you know, I could have an ice cream. I could have my Starbucks, you know, like I, I can't fast. I, they would people would tell me no you shouldn't because what if someone sees you yeah hey, boom. yeah why would i care yeah <laughs> god give me that right exactly. <laughs> it's okay it's true and also if you're bothered by someone who's eating there's something wrong with you in my opinion yeah but uh, yeah so also you don't know what is happening behind closed door to the person she might she might not even have her period but that's not of your business yeah 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 like you'd never judge someone because they're eating because you don't know yeah they're not fasting don't 
Yeah, for example, also if you're fasting, let's say you start you start fasting and midday you don't feel good and you absolutely need to take something to not get worse, you're allowed to break your fast. Mm-hmm. You're allowed yeah. to break your fast. What also something else that could break your fast? Fainting. Fainting, yeah. Fainting can break your fast, which makes logic like it's logic. I mean, if you you faint, you you're clearly not able to fast. Yeah. Please go <laughs> have juice, get your energy back. Yeah. Um, but the, I think those are like the most common things that can happen. I don't know if there's any other thing. Okay, well, listen, I've been to a Muslim school that have questionable stuff. So like I can what? I can I can tell you a lot of things that can break your fast. Tell me, tell me. Um vomiting it makes sense it makes sense yeah Yeah. vomiting any injections that you would need to get Mm -hmm. like a vaccine yeah it breaks your fast yes it doesn't make any sense to me it makes sense why whatever you add any fluids or extract any fluids you can't no extract no extract is fine no extracting for me it was fine it was like what extracting what if i take my blood if if i need to take a blood test that's fine that's what I heard. I don't know. But injecting, it makes no sense to me because depending on what they're injecting, of course, if I'm on IV fluids, saline, whatever, okay, you're giving me nutrition. But mm-hmm. if you're just giving me a vaccine, you're giving me a virus, it's not benefiting me at all. You know what I mean? Okay. Or I anesthesia, see. you're just numbing me. You're not giving me any n- n- nutrients. Um. That was the most common thing. Yeah, but thing. the thing is, like, it doesn't mean it does just because it doesn't give you n- nutrients, it doesn't mean that it's something um, you should be adding to your to your body. Let's say you're just chewing gum. No, you're not allowed. You're not allowed, but it doesn't give you anything. But it's no, still it not allowed. You, it, it gives you sugar. Sugar dissolves into your saliva. What do you do with your saliva? You swallow it. Your sugar is in your gum. Um, that's how I see it but also some people would say you're not allowed to brush your teeth yeah no brush your teeth brush your teeth especially in Ramadan <laughs> the best Ramadan was during COVID oh. <laughs> I, was, I was loving fasting with my mask on I mean it was really bad for me but at least I wouldn't smell anybody else's disgusting yes. <laughs> breath but Ramadan breath is <laughs> yes, but it's not your breath the problem. The problem is your gut because during Ramadan you're not feeding your gut and that's what like comes out. It's not it's not your bad breath, it's your gums. It's weird. Gums, guts. Guts. It's your guts. <laughs> it took me a long time to understand because I like at first I was like, why the hell is everyone like so stinky? And then I was like, I, I told my mom and I'm like, mom, like, am I smelling this bad? Yes, yes. <laughs> you do. But some people are worse than the others, I find. I don't know, but it's horrible. Or maybe there is a sense that you can tolerate. So me, for me as a teacher, every time I would fast, especially with no mask on, I would always try to put my hand in front of my mouth, especially if I'm like close to someone. It is very disgusting. Oh my God. And also... That's the month I speak the less with people. I can't. I'm a teacher. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> i think i'll just wear a mask and if someone asks me i'm sick <laughs> um so yeah and uh, also post-covid beauty <laughs> no one is no one cares now like you can be like uh, i don't want to smell I, I don't want to breathe the same air as you yeah 
it is a good uh, point <laughs> um also i don't know okay something funny about ramadan i don't know if you do that but i love watching food videos when i'm fasting me too, me too. i don't know why but it literally is more satisfying yes when i'm fasting because then i'm like oh i should try that for food but yes. i would never do it yeah. <laughs> i would just save it and keep them one day maybe i'll do them but uh, the food just looks better the food looks like more yummy like oh it's just it's just a vibe yeah. like, and i don't know why we're doing this for yourself but i'm like just sitting there scrolling through food videos just food especially videos. on tiktok especially on tiktok now food after food after food it is yeah. so funny and i don't know for you but for me whenever it's almost time to eat the last few minutes are always the longest no no oh no. my god when i know it's like almost five minutes i'm like okay i'm eating now 30 minutes later it's still five minutes <laughs> why why just why <laughs> maybe i don't know because usually like if you if i have a lot of things to do i'll be moving a lot so i don't see the time but if i'm waiting for the food Oh, then okay. then it's like takes so long because me and my mom we always try to make everything ready for the yeah the event so we have to be ready a few minutes before mm -hmm. so i still have like maybe five three minutes before the event mm -hmm. so i just look at the clock <laughs> come on <laughs> and funnily enough you can be so hungry and you see all that food on the table You take two bites because and you, then that's it. You eat with your eyes while you're preparing the food. Yeah. But I don't know. Because every day, every day I would eat, take two bites, and I'm like, oh my God, I'm full. Yeah. No, I think it. it's normal. I think it's normal. It happens to everyone. Everyone that cooks. <laughs> <clears throat> But even when I'm not cooking. Do you stay in the kitchen? No. Oh, I don't know. I don't But know. that's like... Okay, you and me, we just had this conversation. Yes. yes. Oh, yeah. So that was that was a very funny thing. So Middle Eastern. Well, okay. My family. <laughs> but I do believe it, it's a Middle Eastern saying. Correct me if I'm wrong. But for dinner, we would have food. Like dinner type of meals. So meat, rice, um, traditional Lebanese or Middle Eastern dishes. And then for suhoor at 3, 4 a.m., we would eat breakfast food. So eggs, pancakes, French toast, etc. But then I met Sophia. And the first time that she came to my house, she came to break fast with waranib, <laughs> which people who don't know is um, the, the, grape, the grape leaves, the, grape, the vine leaves. Vine leaves with like uh, uh, rice, rice and, and meat, meat and in it. it. Yeah, exactly. And she was shocked. Yes. Shocked. And as a and, Lebanese, oh, we always go eat and they would add more to her plate. No, but wait a damn minute. <laughs> wait a minute. <laughs> Mind you, at this point, I only knew Mirna. I did not know her family. I yeah, haven't it was met... the first time. It was the first time I met your family, your brothers, mom, dad. And they're here like pushing this food on me. And I don't want to like I, I was I wanted to cry because I'm so not used to eating this much food. I eat semen at the door. I don't eat like meat. 
like I don't know what is happening and because it, it was good it's not that it wasn't good it was extremely good and like I took a little part and like little like a little dish but that was not enough like her dad like take more take more and like and I couldn't eat and then like he put me on the spot and he's like what are you saying that my wife is not cooking well the food of my wife is not good <laughs> and I'm like no and that's when you told them how you you were yes. breaking your fast and everybody was like excuse me you guys eat bread for dinner yeah and then you eat your couscous in Sahur. yes which makes more sense couscous and tagines and everything like we eat it in Sahur because like you that's what you need before going during to the, the day. yeah it makes sense because your stomach like shrinks during the day you don't feed it like you don't give it water sugar anything like you don't give it anything for like the whole day especially at that time it was during like end of summer so it was long Mm-hmm. So your your stomach shrinks after like 16, 17 hours of not eating. And then the time you can actually eat, you blast it with so much food. It stretches out so much and then you don't feel good and you can't eat that much because obviously your stomach is like very short, very small. And you shouldn't actually overfeed. Yeah. It is not good. That's not the point of uh, Ramadan. Ramadan. Yeah. Like people, I sometimes I see like people like showing like spreads of like. But that's what we do. And the first few days of Ramadan, we put a lot of dishes, food, side dishes, blah, blah, blah. And then everybody like, oh my God. And then everybody takes a few bites yeah. and then you're not hungry anymore. Because like you said, yeah. you, you, you don't eat the whole day. But then as... Ramadan progresses, you see there's less and less, less food. food. There's leftovers from yesterday, so I don't need to eat to cook, you know? Yes. And then at the end of the day, okay, so um, is rice okay? <laughs> is soup okay? You know? Yeah. But um, regardless, even if you do have this tradition of putting a lot of food on the table, the, the main goal of Ramadan is not to just wait for Ftur so you can yeah eat because you have to remember also there's a lot of people on this earth that do not have the privileges that you do have and so if you can afford having this big spread on the table it's not necessarily good because there is people that ramadan or not they only have a bit of patata and that's it i'm some man maybe yeah and that's it like Mm -hmm. So you have to be conscious. One of the re- one of the the goals of Ramadan is putting yourself in the the shoes of people who have less than you, mm-hmm. and so it's really not good to just not eat all day just to have like this huge massive feast at night. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so that's how we did our first uh, Ramadan, Ramadan together, and it was crazy. Let me but tell I, you, I don't think we ever did another Ramadan. I was shocked. Yeah. Well, we did it at my place at some point when I moved out. We had like Ramadan. I don't remember. Yeah. <laughs> what did we have? Well, I, I sure as hell rem- don't remember that I have only some men. That's for sure. We had like a lot of food. We had like little bastilla. We had oh, yeah, 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 We had yeah, salads. Okay, we yeah, had remember, like, um, uh, what is it called? Um, bureks. <laughs> Um, so we had like a lot of things, like I made a lot of food, but obviously like me, my own, my own self, like I would not have all this on the table when I'm <laughs> breaking my fast, but because like we were a group, I was like, okay, well, let's make an effort to make I remember. a little bit of what everyone eats. Yes. So yeah. Um, 
but I think we also did it at my parents' place once. I've had like I think, but I'm not sure. I I wasn't there then. If it was at your place, I don't know. Place. But yeah, I think I think <laughs> breaking. I know we've place. done it at my place again for your birthday, for you and our other friends. Birthdays. Oh yeah, because the birthday was during Ramadan. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, no, I, I I stopped eating at her place because I was so shocked for the first time. The first time shocked me so much. Just for Ramadan. Yeah, she, she does come eat. Yes, <laughs> yes. <other> <laughs> Because they have yummy food all the time. <laughs> but during Ramadan, like, they go crazy. And I'm like, eh, my stomach cannot handle this. <laughs> it cannot handle. We do have a lot of food on the table. <laughs> we do. Yeah. It is insane. Um, so, yes. let's dive deep into the questions that you guys have asked us. Yes. Okay, so first question. Can someone... Oh, I think we already answered that, but let's do it for the sake of doing that. So can someone sick or pregnant still choose to participate even though they technically don't, they don't technically have to? Yeah, they can choose to participate if they want to. If it's not um if it's not a uh, danger to their a danger health. to their health. Yeah. Definitely. Um what are some things about this holy time that you'd like to share with people who aren't Muslim? I think something that I would like to share is to realize that we haven't eaten the whole day. Yeah. And it would be like, we're not asking much and we're not expecting much, but don't invite me to a supper before my time to eat. Yeah. And bear with me also, because some days I can be very tired at the yeah. end of the day. I mean, just, just realize that when we, during Ramadan, I already start my day at 60%. Mm -hmm. By the end of the day, I'm at like 10%. My thought process are not, is not as sharp as it should be. Mm -hmm. Sometimes I will say some stupid stuff. Mm -hmm. So please bear with me. <laughs> yeah. Um, also, no, we don't mind that you guys eat or drink in front of us. Yes, me neither. Um, I, I don't care at all. Yeah. But I do like I I find it cute when like our friends try to do the Ramadan with us and like they 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 try not to eat. Yeah, it's cute. Like they don't have cute. to, but it's really cute. It's very cute. It's very nice. Um, also, any questions is welcome. If you have, yeah. if you have some, we would love to talk about it with mm -hmm. people who are curious. Don't ask, not even water. Yeah. You probably know Muslims for a few for a few times. I also yes. if you see like for example, me um during my lunchtime, if I work like when I'm at work in the office during my lunchtime, I like to take a nap. Don't wake me up from my nap, please. Yeah, I would hide in my car. Well, yeah, some people hide in their car. That's what I do. I, I don't care. I just put like a scarf in, like on top of my head and I'm like, I put like a note, napping, yeah. don't yeah. wake me. I can't, you know, I have a, yeah. I have a class. I have, I still have kids, mm -hmm. but I would go take a nap. I remember when I was teaching in elementary, I had a few kids that would fast and some days I, I would really feel sick. So, and I, some days I, I didn't feel like breaking my fast. I was like, you know what? Let me just take a quick nap in my car. And my my students knew what car I drive. So I told them, if you don't see me when the the, the bell rings, mm -hmm. go get me. <laughs> and I I literally woke up with the bell ringing. Mm -hmm. 
I woke up so lost and pretty fast, you know? I got out of my car, I ran to my class, and then I saw kid, the kids running towards the door. And they were like, Madame, Madame, we were gonna go come get you, we're gonna come get you. And, <laughs> and I'm like, I'm here, I'm here. <laughs> and then, That's so cute. And then one of the kids were like, Madame, why don't you just do a corner in the class and we were, we promise we're gonna be very quiet and we're like it's okay oh. like it's right sweet oh like it's okay <laughs> that's so cute it's funny yeah um so oh, that's interesting if you're muslim but your husband isn't would your kids have a choice whether they could take part take part of it or not <laughs> well let's just start with the first like part of this question my husband cannot be non-muslim yeah like, he has to be Muslim. Yeah, for me to marry him. Yeah, so already if you're marrying but, someone that okay. is not Muslim. But let's switch it. Let's say the man is marrying a non-Muslim woman and they have kids together. Mm -hmm. Do you think that the kids have a choice? They always have a choice. Exactly. I mean, if even like two Muslim parents, the kids have a choice. Yeah. At the end of the day, it's between you and God. Yeah. Um, but I would definitely encourage it. Yeah. But I think if it's part of your, part you, of your life, the kids are going to see it. Yeah. And if you're, for example, your spouse is not Muslim, he has to be respectful of, or she has to be here. Yeah, of course. Well, they have to be respectful of your, um, of your religion and your beliefs and your practices. Your practices. So if in that case, Theoretically, in the home, like even though one the the partner can eat, mm -hmm. he wouldn't eat in front of of you yeah. and in front of like the kids. Mm -hmm. So as a respect, as for uh, yeah, for respect. So the kids will not see it anyways. So if like they might still do it if they want to, or they might not do it. It depends. It depends on each home. Uh, It's um, family's dynamic also. Yeah, and how they were raised and everything. Yeah. Can someone who is not of Muslim faith participate? How would that work? Of course they can participate. And yeah. it can work how, however they would like it to work. Yeah. If, if they want, they can fast the whole day or not. They can try it. They can fast the whole month, like for support, if they have like a Muslim partner. Yeah. Um, or if they have Muslim friends. Mm -hmm. um, or if they even they're curious about it. Yeah. But every like religion has a variation of Ramadan. Christians have uh, have something similar. Jews also have something similar. Mm -hmm. So everyone has like a little var variation um, of what fasting looks like. Yeah. So, okay, so last questions. What are questions other people, Muslim or not, should avoid asking in regards to Ramadan? Not even water? Yeah, I think that Please one stop. is, like, overdone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I don't think there is, like, question that they should avoid asking. No. every question Except, like, if you have already knowledge. Like, don't go to... If you're Muslim... And you see a woman eat, don't go and ask her why is she eating or like try to make her feel bad for eating in public. Yeah. Like use your common sense. Yeah. I think that's like the only time I would see or like not even like not even if I see even if I see a Muslim looking man eat and drink, 
like I wouldn't go and ask him why is he eating or drinking. Yeah, it's not on my not on my business. Genuinely. Unless you're truly curious, keep your comments to yourself. Yeah. And also don't be quick to judge people who make a lot of efforts during Ramadan. Yes. Because you're going to see that around you, but it it like don't come at the person's and Why belittling their yeah. acts just because it's Ramadan. It's already good that they're doing it for Ramadan. Yes, that is very important. So what are your goals for Ramadan this year? Do you have any? Um, always. <laughs> if you listen to the first podcast episode, you know, I'm the girl with the goals and the resolutions. Yep. Um, so this year, I am actually taking it to the next level. Okay, okay. I am leveling up my game. It's going to be intense. And I know I'm going to freak out, but inshallah, it will, it will go well. Mm-hmm. So this year, I'm going to be trying to go to the mosque three times a week. Okay. Um, I usually go zero times a week. Me too. I stopped going after college because I started having a lot of anxiety going into the mosque. There's too many people and I, I get very claustrophobic and people are like squashing you like sardines. Love. It's not good. I know. Yeah. Group prayers are very important. And so there's a lot of benefits and advantages. And I want to try to go three times a week this year. Mm-hmm. I'm also going to be trying to learn uh, as many surats as possible mm-hmm. my goal is five during the month okay so i'm hoping i will get there it's like a surah a week a bit about like a surah a week i'm also gonna be um stopping any tv shows okay and music oh my god okay that is hard that is so hard like you don't even understand why don't you try to do one the other i okay i said tv shows music and you didn't even hear the third one social media (gasps) you (laughs) me i will be cutting everything because my goal is like eventually after ramadan to keep up some of the good habits because i feel like it's not good how much i listen to music how much i'm watching tv it's a lot of wasted time um, and I would like to just refocus a little bit more and to try to keep those habits later on. So I'm, I want to do it during Ramadan when everyone is doing it. And mm-hmm. so I'm going to be very, um, I'll, I'll be encouraged by people around me to continue on that path. And it's just the vibe during Ramadan is different. Yeah. Like people are nicer. People are less judgy. So. It's like the holidays yeah. for Christians. You know, everybody's nice. Everybody's generous. Yeah. You know, everybody's in a good mood. Ramadan is the same. Yeah. So I'm going to be stopping these three things. Um, okay. And it's going to be really hard. But what I'm planning on doing is actually not necessarily cut it completely, but reduce it as much as possible. I know I'm not going to have issues, let's say, removing Twitter or like uh, Instagram. It's not going to be as hard. But TikTok, Me that's going to be hard. That's going to be hard, but I'm trying, like, I'm going to, I'm not going to completely cut it, but I'm maybe going to allow myself like 30 minutes a day of social media, like everything combined. So it's not too much. Um, And then for music, I'm going to replace it with podcast and uh, and a sheet. Mm -hmm. 
So that's gonna fix the music part. TV shows, I'm gonna remove them. Um, TV shows is not necessarily like a bad thing that I watch. Like, I, guys, I watch on repeat friends. That's all I watch. <laughs> like, I do have like four shows that I only watch them on again repeat. and again yeah, and again. Exactly. So it's not like a bad thing, but it's just, I feel like I will leave it for if I need something extra in my life. Yeah, I get it. I'm not going to be listening to it all the time. And I think it's just going to help me be a lot more focused and um, maybe more productive during the day instead of like focusing on, instead of focusing on the background noise, I can focus more into the task that I have to do and accomplish more. So I'm cutting these three things. Um, also this year, I'm going to be reading the Quran in Arabic. Um, like I've had this goal actually every year. Um, yeah, I have a goal that keeps coming back every single year. But that's a good goal to keep every year. But I remember the last time I was able to actually read it fully in Arabic was like three years ago. Oh, you finished it. Yeah. That is good. It was the hardest thing I've ever done of in my whole life. But because me... It takes me 10 minutes to read in Arabic. Imagine you. You. Imagine me. Yeah, guys, I'm a very fast reader. I am a very fast reader. I can finish a book in a day. Yeah. Less than a day if it's a very It small takes book. me three months. It takes me three months. But, and especially like in Arabic, because your Arabic is like more, is closer to the first ha. So my Arabic is very far from it. So I don't even understand what I'm reading. I don't fully understand it either. There it's, are a not lot of... it's not about fully at this point. Is at all. <laughs> I recognize certain words that happen to ha appear often. <laughs> Like, I don't understand the sense of, like, what I'm reading. But unfortunately for me, when I read Quran, okay, because it's in Arabic, and I really have to focus on reading in Arabic, I don't focus on the meaning of what I'm reading. Mm -hmm. Because I'm always focused on how to read it, mm -hmm. rather than what it means. Yeah. So that's why it takes me a lot of time to understand what I'm reading, mm -hmm. because it already takes me a lot to, to finish a yeah. page. Yeah. So that's what I'm going to do this year. I abandoned the idea of actually understanding what I'm reading. So this Ramadan, I'm just going to be trying to actually read it. But during the year, to go back and try to read a bit every day. You can read a, a, tra um, a translation. I know, but that's like easy. Like I can read the no, translation. No, no, no. I mean, have to read the, the Arabic part and then read the French or English version to understand what you were reading. That means for a month, it's as if I'm reading two books. Yeah. I have issues reading half of one book. You want me to read two books? <laughs> yes. That's hard. Yeah, so that those are my main goals this year. And which is, it's one of the reasons why I'm cutting so much stuff out because I need time to, to accomplish everything that I'm trying to accomplish. And obviously I'm trying to be like a lot closer to God. So like be a lot more mindful during my prayers. Um, if you can, one something that is really good is actually give more sadaqah, give more charity, um, help others if you can, volunteer during this month. Mm -hmm. um, give I know, away meals. Huh? Give away meals. Give away meals. Yeah, feed the, someone who can't, uh, who doesn't have money. Um, if you, there's, in universities, there's a lot of, um, they're, they're, they often do like um, 
iftars with like uh, international students who don't have families and stuff like that oftentimes like you can help them like cook a meal cook bring food all that Mm -hmm. so it's something that you can see because like everything that you do obviously that is good during the month of ramadan is like you get a lot you get a lot more rewards for it mm-hmm. don't forget laylatul qadr yes like that night is precious yeah it says in the quran praying it like praying during laylatul qadr khayrun min alf shahr so it's better than a, a thousand, thousand months, months. but the thing is is that we don't know exactly yeah. which what night is Laylatul Qadr, but we know it is in the 10 last days. Yes. So you will see a lot more people in the mosque in those last 10 yes. days. Yes. But also just know that like during that night, um the the doors of the um, of um the doors of um, heaven opens and everything that you wish for like goes directly to God. Yeah. It's direct line. Take advantage of that night. Sadly, the last two years, I've actually had my periods during that night. It's the worst. It's the worst. I want to this cry. Year, and I think this year... But you know, even if it... Okay. I know, but I mean, there is a lot of things you can do if you have your periods. And you can you have pray. Prayer. You can make dua. Yes. But it's just, I feel so much better when I, like, I'm praying and I'm in sujood and I'm like talking to God. The third part of the night is when God is the closest to us, mm-hmm. you know, and like, that's when it's really good to to be awake and give dua because yeah. God is literally right here listening to us. And yeah. apparently, is they say that God says, Kajah, okay, guys, what are your demands?" And we are literally sleeping in front of His face. I'm trying to wake up. Like I'm trying. I'm, I'm trying. trying. <laughs> but it's, not, it's not even Fajr. It's like way before Fajr. It's like two, three a.m. It's the winter. It's the Last third night, so after but exactly, Aisha, but before Fajr. But exactly, so if you wake up, let's say an hour before Fajr, that's okay. Yeah. Yeah. You, so you pray during like that time, and then Fajr pray, and then you go to sleep or go to work. Yo, in the winter, okay, it's fine, but during summer, I'm sorry, I can't. So yeah, so Laylatul Qadr, um, don't don't sleep on that night, on those nights. You never know um, when it's gonna happen. Mm-hmm. There, there are. Um, I saw like um, TikToks about that we're talking about, like how can you know that it's Laylatul Qadr? And they say, for example, if it's raining, it's probably mm-hmm. it could be that night. It's if most it, likely fall on an odd day. An odd day, and during that night, apparently, it's very a peaceful, calm night. You're gonna feel yeah, you so feel better at yeah. peace, and you're gonna yeah. feel so better, so so well. Just don't take risks with Laylatul Qadr. Just pray every night. Yeah, it's 10 days. It's 10 days. Also, something very interesting about Ramadan and a bit scary as well is that um, all the shayateen is, are locked. Shayateens sh- are demons, yeah. the devils and everything. And yes, they are locked up. They're it's like all the locked best up. thing. I love it. But it's also scary. Yes, now I understand why you say it's, it's scary. It's scary because they're not here and I'm still sinning. Like, Why? Yeah, because you know you think that the 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 temptation, the sins that you get is all from the west west, from yeah. the whispers of the demons around the you. Jins. Yeah. But then they're all locked up. Yeah. So why do I still have whispers? Yeah. So basically you're the only one to blame. Yeah. Stop blaming the demon. 
exactly but it's it's such an interesting fact because i feel like sometimes you don't even know when their whispers end and your thoughts begin and it's so much present around you all the time you don't dissociate anymore what is you and what is them Mm -hmm. so even like for example in ramadan when you're supposed to be the nicest and the most polite and the most helpful and the most generous and patient you will still see some people being so rude and because angry angry. because they're hangry (laughs) yeah and it's crazy because like you shouldn't be in that kind of state yeah you should be in a peaceful in a peaceful state and i remember at some point i remember once i was in uh, morocco for um for ramadan like uh, a few years back and we were fasting the whole day mm-hmm. and i tell like obviously morocco muslim country you hear the adhan mm-hmm. um outside but before the adhan there's like not a lot of people walking in the streets yeah because like everything is shop. Yeah, yeah everything is closed because everyone is going like home to their families and mm-hmm. spending time with their families but i remember this day like it was yesterday i was just looking outside my window it was like maybe 5 minutes before adhan and we should be able to eat and out of nowhere like as soon as the adhan went a fight broke loose right in front of the mosque. Like they just started fighting. And I was like, guys, like just go eat. What is happening? Like they had so much anger, like throughout all day. Like like the guy just like fell on the first person they, they saw and started beating them up. You know what happened to my brother when we were in Lebanon and we went to the mosque and everything? Somebody took his shoes. <laughs> I was like... Come on. There's this meme, you know, like someone stole um, an AC from the mosque <laughs> and the imam left a note saying, "It's uh, keep it, it's hotter where you're going. <laughs> I, I, Muslim memes are the funniest. <laughs> I mean, we shouldn't be laughing about the akhira, but I, but I mean, like, it's still very funny. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, somebody took his shoes and I'm like, just why yeah you know um so it has been my fear every time i go to the mosque <laughs> i try to remember where i put my shoes oh, and you know and when, when you don't i don't it. find them and i'm like oh my god somebody took my shoes and i wear something for my feet because i have crooked feet so i put them in my shoes but they're extremely expensive oh my god yeah, when I go to the mosque, I always wear like bobota shoes. Though. Yeah, I think that's what I'm going to do. <laughs> if I'm going to Tarawih, I'm just going to wear like old Nike slides, you know. I don't care if it's winter. Oh, it's going to be cold. I it's was be looking. Fine. I'll, wear the, I'll, I'll wear the socks. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was looking at like abayas that I can wear at the mosque. And I'm like, because already there's so much people at the, um, while there's prayer. Like I can't keep my coat. I'm going to get too hot. Of course not. But I'm like, okay, how do I... Like, what is the logistics on it? Because I like I'm not gonna be able to get to the mosque without like a coat or like something like covering me. Yeah, especially because we won't have parking near the near mosque, the so mosque. we would have to walk. Exactly. So I'm like, I don't know how I'm gonna do this, but I can't bring my coat either because I'm gonna get too hot. And already I have to think about the shoe well, situation and the water situation because I need to bring water with me. Why? Because I'm drinking during tarawih. You can drink during tarawih. We're praying. Oh, and between, well, between the break, smart. I, sh- I should think about that. 
Okay, listen, last time I went to Tarawih, I went, I used to go with my dad when I was young during elementary school and like early mm-hmm. high school. And we would go, we would go to like 1 a.m. And we would go to Tim Hortons after and he would get me a Cute. donut and he'd be like, Shh, don't tell your brothers, you know? And I'm like, oh, it's our outing, you know? And then, I don't know, I grew up, I grew out of it. But it it gets boring when you pray alone in your house, I find. It is boring. It's not The vibe is not there, Yeah, you know? And it's something like, it's crazy because um, um, for, you know, for Christmas, we always like hype up that holiday mm-hmm. and we never do anything for ramadan because we're in age. a we're, we're, we're not in a muslim country but yeah so that's why i'm trying to go more at the mosque to have like this feeling of like mm-hmm. we're know. all together yes. we're like a whole family that's and why... it's so beautiful when you think about it maghrib time everyone eats at the same time yeah you know exactly where every muslim in this in Montreal is yeah. in Canada is like eating. we're eating at that exact moment everyone is with family or like with close ones mm-hmm. and eating and like praying it's such a beautiful thing yeah but that's why also we started like decorating the house yeah with a lot of uh, a few things a few Ramadan uh, just to, to put on the vibe and and everything and yeah I would love to start giving out gifts also for Eid because I usually only get Eid money. I don't even get Eid money. I get Eid money. Every year my father is like, you're getting too old for this. I'm like, okay. And then he's like, okay, here you go. You know what? I stopped getting Eid money at 15. That that sucks. When I got a job, they stopped giving me Eid money. And it's so sad because I I went later on um, at the orthodontist and my the assistant that was the orthodontist assistant that yeah. was working uh, on me she's muslim and it was like right after Eid, like uh, right before no yeah right after Eid, and she was like telling me she's like oh did you receive aid money Na-na-ni, na-na-na. and she's like kind of she's not old like she's in her 30s yeah. a bit older than me like 30s be- beginning 40s i'm like oh no unfortunately i don't get aid money and she's like, how? What do you mean you don't get Eid money? It's, it's, she's like, it's your right to get Eid money. Your parents have to give you Eid money. She's like, you're so young. Why don't you have Eid money? My dad is still giving me Eid money. Oh, so cute. That is cute. I don't think my dad would keep giving me Eid money once I get married. <laughs> tell, me, tell, tell me your husband should give you everything, you know? But um, yeah, no, I stopped getting Eid money. No, I, still get, I still get Eid money from my aunt and uncle too. And when my grandmother used to be alive too, she would give me Eid money. And it's so funny because she would always say, come, in a whispery voice, come, come. Like, she's hiding it from everyone, but everybody gets Eid money. Everybody. Like, why do you have to hide it? Everybody knows you're going to give me money and everybody knows you're going to give it to every grandchild. <laughs> you know? So cute. <laughs> so, yeah. So, yeah. Um, funnily enough, um, do you know any misconceptions or um, stereotypes of Ramadan and Arabs during Ramadan? Honestly, no. I only have that not even water in my head. Yeah, okay. I'm going to read you a few that I, I saw that I received um, and let me know what you think about them. Okay. Um, some we already spoke about, so I'm not going to share them again. Losing weight is inevitable, in, inevitable during Ramadan. No, some people actually gain weight. And some people don't lose at all. They just maintain their weight. 
I, that's a struggle for me. I lose so much weight. I have already like on a day-to-day basis, I already have issues um, gaining weight, but all year I worked towards gaining more and more weight. And then during Ramadan, I snap back into like my normal weight, the weight that my body decides to stay on. Mm -hmm. And I've been on that weight since uh, high school, but I'm 27 now. I shouldn't be that weight. It's unhealthy. (laughs) Honestly, I don't know. I know people that gain weight. I know people that don't gain weight. I know I don't. I maintain it. Mm Mm-hmm. Maybe I get maybe like a few years sometimes that I would actually lose weight, but not not all the time. By the way, what do you think about um, um, fasting and the gym? Are you going to try to gym this year? Yep. Me too. Yeah. I. Um, this is the first year I'm ever going to try this oh, because really? I, I've never done this. I think it's for crazy people, but I don't think I'll go as often that I'm going now. Yeah. I go four to five times a week. Mm-hmm. I'm maybe I'm gonna go twice or three times a week. My goal is to go at least three times. Okay. But if I can go three times, I'll go twice at least. And the rest of the week I can just go for a walk. But um yeah, honestly, I don't know the logistic because usually if I go to the gym during Ramadan, I would go at night after iftar. Mm-hmm. But since I switch gyms. That gym is it just classes. Mm-hmm. So the latest class would be at seven. So I think that's where that's the time that I would go. So I can break my fast while working out. Oh you know, my God, yeah. because I need my water while yeah. working out. You know yeah. what I mean? Because me, like the last I used to go like often to the gym mm-hmm. before COVID. And then COVID kind of like COVID ruined a lot of ruined things. Ruined me. And then since that moment, I was not able to get back into gym properly. Mm-hmm. And the thing is, every time I start getting better at it and I start building this routine, something comes up that destroys it. Either I go for a long time, like a, a long term vacation or I the Ramadan comes or I get sick or something happens that stops me in my tracks. And then it's hard for me to go back. Yeah. And so now like since january i actually gave myself a goal to go twice a week and i've been maintaining this up until now Mm -hmm. um did i say twice a week yeah i think so okay i forgot what i said already (laughs) me too (laughs) you're not listening to me (laughs) i am my concussion is concussing (laughs) (laughs) but yeah so I'm going to try to keep that for Ramadan because uh, like I've been doing it properly. And I think I missed maybe like two, three weeks since the beginning of the year. That's good. So I'm trying to continue that, um, continue that habit. And so I'm, I will be aiming for twice a week, but I'm going to go after Tarabeh because I go to like a normal gym. I'm just going to go like free weights. Yeah. But after, after Tarabeh and because the days are getting shorter now, like it, I can go at like 10, 11, it will be fine for me. And then I can, can come back, eat properly and then go to sleep and wake up for Fajr, eat a little bit. Yeah, we can try that, but it can, I think it will be sustaining at the beginning of the month Yeah, because the more we go through the month, the later Maghrib is going to be. Yeah. That's when I don't know or how I will be able to go yeah. to the gym. We'll see how it goes. And I will be at my parents' place uh, for Ramadan oh, so we so. can go to the gym together. Yes. Um, 
also, yeah, so, oh, something crazy. Okay, something crazy also. Do you get cold during Ramadan? I always get cold. I get colder during Ramadan. I don't understand because I'm not the person, I'm not the type of person that gets that gets cold. Never. I'm the type of person that gets hot. Yes. I get hot extremely easily. Okay? Yes. <laughs> like very easily. Um, but I get so I get shivery cold Me too. during Ramadan. During summertime, I'm the girl who wears a hoodie. Like I wear no lie, I probably would too. I get so cold. So cold, shivers. But yeah, and more Ramadan goes by and colder I get. Like the last few days, um, like I put the heating at home and it was in summer, right? So like not, I'm not supposed to put heating, but I I'm would put cold. hoodie. I'm so cold. Me too. I would wear socks. And... Yeah. No, no, no. I would get so cold. And it's funny because the minute I start eating, I'm good. Yeah. Yes. Exactly. And then I started going back to, but I'm always cold, but imagine during Ramadan. Definitely. If I'm in a survival type of thing, I'm the first one to go. <laughs> Natural selection would take me right away. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, okay. Another stereotype that people has is um, if you eat accidentally your food, it breaks your fast and you have to like throw away that day. I've heard that a lot and not even from not non-muslim people from muslim people as well but no if you did it accidentally yeah. it's okay yeah because you know sometimes when you cook food and like you, you forget and like you you just like take like a bite like to see if you salt it properly but apparently or... this taking like one just to see if i've you heard salt but I, i don't know if it's true or not me neither i've heard about it too but at the same time what's the limit i mean i can just taste every time i put salt in it you know yeah what I mean? exactly so, i don't know how true it is but i've heard like Because I know it happens to me all the time, but not all the time, but like at least once a week. I'm cooking something. And I want to taste. And I want to, it's not that I want to like, like taste it. No, it's just make a habit. Sure, make, yeah, but make sure that the spices are good. Exactly. So I take like a, a spoon, not realizing that like I'm fasting. And, I'm, and then I'm eating and I'm like, mm, and I give it like to my mom and she's like, huh? what are you doing? And I'm like, I'm like shocked. I'm like, oh my God, what did I do? <laughs> what i go from here where do i go from here nothing <laughs> you just um i've heard uh, someone told me that actually if that happens just take it as a blessing <laughs> yeah <laughs> a little treat you got a little treat <laughs> and also funnily enough um after ramadan after a month of not eating the first day of Eid, it is so weird to have breakfast oh my at god normal it hours feels, it feels so wrong it feels illegal I know. It feels like I'm doing something wrong. <laughs> And I'm like, I'm sitting there. I'm like, oh, are we sure it's done? Mm -hmm. Are we sure it's over? <laughs> like, <laughs> did you truly see the moon? <laughs> Let me confirm on social media. <laughs> Do people start posting? Do people go to like their prayer? <laughs> like, can I eat? <laughs> But yeah. Um, another um, uh, stereotype, uh, not stereotype, but misconception that people have. It's Muslims fast. So they know what um, what it's like to be poor. Actually, true. that's a lot of people who says that. But I feel like it's kind of true to a certain extent. It's one of the, the reasons why, but it's not well, the sole reason. It's not the reason. It's to show, it's to teach you patience and gratitude. Yeah. There's like someone who wrote um, for a stereotype, you can eat if nobody's watching. <laughs> Actually, so I can't. My brother went, he didn't go to the Muslim school. He went to like a regular elementary school. 
And at the time in that school, it wasn't that, that much diverse. Um, so this white kid, this Quebecois kid comes and just say in the funniest Quebecois accent and the like truest Quebecois accent, just, just go under the pool, you know, at the pool, just go under the water. God is not watching. <laughs> and my brother was like, are you, are you, are you serious right now? <laughs> are you dumb or are you dumb? I mean, we can see people under the water. <laughs> Almighty <Yeah>. cannot. <laughs> I don't understand. But I mean, there were eight, nine, you know, mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. it's okay. But, but <laughs> yeah, no, God is always watching. Yeah. It reminds me of the meme, you know, Ned Flanders and the Simpson and with like a, a, um, a paper and he's like Jesus is watching oh my god I don't watch The Simpsons it's a meme someone told me um, that are you or are you not allowed to wear perfume during Ramadan why, why wouldn't I but I know that wearing the perfume to go to the mosque is not good huh why i don't know and apparently i learned that recently that it it's only for women men can wear perfume to go to the mosque but not women okay maybe not perfume maybe you're thinking about the 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 um, like oud or something like that yeah maybe maybe that's what's allowed but like actually like if you're Bahur, for example like the incense maybe but you know the curse characteristic but the thing is i think it's like if you for example you're at home and you're about to go to the mosque like your goal is to go to the mosque you cannot just go and like take your versace and like spray on it on you and then go to the prayer well it is weird put deodorant well yeah be clean but i mean like actually put the perfume but i don't know if that that includes um incense or hood or something like that I think it, there is no harm to wear it. It all depends also on the intention. Yeah. Are you wearing that perfume because you want to attract men? Yeah. Me, I wear perfume because I'm always scared to smell bad. I have mm-hmm. this fear of smelling bad. Oh, something I always do during Ramadan actually is um, I don't wear... <laughs> um, I don't usually wear makeup that much during Ramadan. Me neither. I only put mascara. Mm-hmm. But I've never thought about perfume, but someone has asked, and I don't think it has anything to do with perfume. One thing I don't wear is lipstick. I don't wear lipstick because I'm scared to eat it. it. Because I always (laughs) lick my lips, and I'm like, "Uh (laughs) uh-oh. I just had a bite of lipstick. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Someone someone wrote, um, they don't go to the bathroom. A girl wrote, she doesn't go to the bathroom. Um two, three hours before Maghreb, just in case. <gasps> no, I get I get that. I get that. <laughs> I do that. But you know, sometimes you actually feel it. Yes, but I, okay, like, uh, this is a bit too much information, but I, I wouldn't feel it. Me too. I'm like, whatever. <laughs> it's just getting clean. <laughs> but I get it because the worst thing that happened to It's me, like one hour before. One hour? 30 minutes? Yo, I had five minutes before the event. I went <gasps> to the bathroom and I was like, are you freaking serious? Khalas, I have to redo that day. <laughs> Especially during summertime when it's so long, 17 hours. Yo, 17 hours? 
during winter time, I don't mind. Okay, I can go to the bathroom, whatever. I don't care. But during summertime, when I already fasted for 15 hours, you think I'm going to go to the bathroom two hours before Maghrib? I have to pee. <laughs> oh my God. That's the worst. It is. It but is. it's so funny when I read that. It or was like... Usually I would always get it midday or I yeah. would like wake up and then... But that's that, that's, that's what fine. happens to me. But you know what? Like, I'm so regular. I'm not. I know when my period are going to start. I know. So around, on that day, but... so on that day, I'm very careful. And if I don't see it before, like, actually, it's so bad. But if I don't see it before 12, like 12 to afternoon, I'm not going to the bathroom. <laughs> no, see, I, 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 because I know, because I'm so regular, so I, I am I know. regular, but I do have, you know, like something. Yeah. Sometimes if I'm, I'm too stressed or something. No. It comes earlier, later, or later. earlier, exactly. But that's funny. Oh, but you know, like the days, I'm like, okay, I'm supposed to have it today. So in my mind, I already know tomorrow I'm having breakfast. <laughs> I have that too. I think about all the food I can have, which is very stupid because it is just one month that you don't have breakfast. Yeah. <laughs> But then if I'm late, I get pissed. I get pissed because I'm like, I'm supposed to eat this this morning. And I couldn't. Anyways. This is bad. I know every girl relates on this podcast. But listening, they relate. You cannot not relate, love. Um, wait, let me read some other stuff that were funny. Oh, wait. A lot of people ask me about, like, the gum. No. Yeah. It's like, it's like smoke. Some people don't swallow the smoke. They just take the puff and take it out. What? What? I've never heard of that. Yeah, some people take the puff, swallow it, and it comes back out from the lungs. And that's allowed? No, absolutely not. Oh, okay, exactly. Okay. Oh, you scared me. <laughs> Even the ones that don't, uh, that don't uh, swallow the puff. Yeah, I don't know. I wouldn't play with this. Um, I don't. I wouldn't play with those rules. Like, okay, I can't smoke. Okay, I'm not gonna smoke. Long. Well, some people believe that even smoking cigarettes is haram and not makruh. Makruh means um, not advised. Yeah. But I feel like everything that is like bad for your health is makruh. Or haram. Or haram. Yeah. If it's not haram, it's it's bad for your health. It's makruh. For sure. But it's, yeah. But some people believe that it's not makruh, it's actually haram. Oh, yeah, it's possible. There are differences. Um, someone asked if they if you can travel during Ramadan. Yes, you can travel. And if you travel, you don't fast. But don't plan to travel on purpose during Ramadan. <laughs> yeah, because that is very... Um, if you happen that you have to travel, then... Yeah. I know some people travel for work or... You know, because mm -hmm. you plan to go to to go fast in your country, you know. Yeah. During your travel, you don't have to fast. But you do have to retake those days. Yeah. What did you learn about redoing your fast? Um, what are the rules of redoing your fast? Uh, well, you have to redo the days before the next Ramadan. It can be any time during the year. Mm -hmm. As long as it is not, it has to be before the next Ramadan. And obviously okay. you're not allowed to fast on eight days. Yeah. And you can also, if you can't redo that, uh, those days, you have to give food to charity. I, I heard. Yeah. Or like a certain Something, amount, certain yeah. amount of food, like, like rice or flour or like, uh, or even just money, or depending, money. depending, yeah. 
um i think it's ten dollars a day or something like that i don't know or maybe more i don't remember but you calculate and then you give that amount yeah. of money and that's it yeah so if you can't redo those but things. that also that also um that is that rule is also for people who don't fast at all because they can't they have like a, a so health even if they issue can't? Oh. yeah even if they have a health issue oh, okay. if they have a health issue that prevents them of fasting they have to do that they oh have to okay yeah. i did not know that yeah i don't it don't... replaces it it replaced their fast okay that's know? that's cool yeah that's nice um so yeah so those are all the stereotypes questions i received that is funny yeah that's funny people are funny yeah but it's crazy because you know like we live those like we live within those roles and we for us it's so like normal normal and we speak we talk about it like all the time and it's within our culture within our traditions but mm -hmm. someone can hear that from the outside and i can kind of understand why they ask like certain questions yeah i mean my grandmother from quebec she's always like you don't stop you you stop eating to be able to pray i'm like no 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 that's not no but then i don't know how to explain it to her you know <laughs> she's like i don't need to stop eating to pray to god I'm like, yeah. this is not this is this is not but i do get that question a lot but also it's like you you did not understand <laughs> what i was trying to say or i did not explain it that well yeah so It is funny. It's super funny. Anyways, I'm so excited for this month that it's going to start. I'm hoping really um, that it's going to get me closer to God. And I hope like that gets everyone listening to this podcast closer to God. And just I hope there's going to be a good vibe and everyone will improve. And inshallah, everything uh, that we would have worked on during the month. I hope it's going to continue throughout the year. Yeah. And the efforts that we do put during the month will just turn into habits for turn the rest into of the habit. life. Yeah. And if you are doing something that is haram now, good luck cutting it for the month of Ramadan. But it's going to be hard. Okay. You can do it. Um, it's not going to be easy, but... I believe in you and God believes in you. Amen. <laughs> um, just tell yourself it's a little sacrifice you're doing, but, um, and every little sacrifice you're going to do for this month of Ramadan is going to be um, beneficial for you. And God will give you everything. Um, you will get rewarded. Rewarded. Yeah. He will reward you for your sacrifices. And uh, so, yeah. Ramadan Mubarak, guys, and see you next week. Bye.